Welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountain, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode and every episode by my co-hosts. She didn't join this podcast to learn how to surf. Whitney Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) That's factual. I did not. (laughs) Yes, indeed, indeed. (laughs) And he would never miss the 50-year storm. Evan Wells. Mm -mm, Not a chance. (laughs) I think as we go for these, for movies like this, I just pull right from the movie. Keep it all Mm -hmm. in the family. So I might not be done with that yet. So it might be, you know, something to look forward to. When I was a kid... Um, and we used to vacation down in the Carolinas and there would almost inevitably be a hurricane. And we actually used to go out into the surf like hours before the hurricane hit. And, uh, it was awesome. It was always, it was always so incredible and terrifying. It's the fear of of death. You feel alive. It's the only time you truly feel alive. Not unlike in this film. I get it. You know, yeah, I get it. I've I've been there. You're like the perfect person seas. to talk about this film. Almost, it's almost like yeah. That. that was like a that was like a sixty foot wave, and I've been in things like around ten or twelve, so it's pretty close. Yeah, tomato, tomato. It's all good. It's all good. Right up at the top of the episode, I want to announce something very exciting, uh, very pandery, but I don't care because that's what I'm. I'm all about this podcast and the co-hosts yeah, are. It up. Yeah, we're announcing our very first contest uh, for the listeners. So here's the deal. We are giving away a displate. And you're like, what the hell is a displate? All right. What the hell is a displate? Right, exactly. If you haven't heard of it, it is a poster that is made of metal. It is just a sheet of metal with artwork printed directly into it. And I'll link to the show notes, the one we're giving away. But spoilers, it's John Wick. It's really, oh, it's really so good. It's, it's really so rad. Good. Yeah. In order to enter this contest, the rules are very simple. All you need to do is go write a review of our podcast on iTunes. You can give it as many or as few stars as you want. Ideally, yeah, more. But, but Andrew's being nice. Give us five stars. Try. Or, if you, or I G- know it's hard. Or I know GTFO. It's hard. This is the pandery part. I get it. I feel icky. But I don't because it's a sweet-ass John Wick poster, so what are you going to (laughs) do? Write the review, take a screenshot of it, and just email coolbreezepod at gmail.com, the proof that you wrote it, and you're automatically entered. So this is great because John Wick 3 comes out in about, what is it? It's less than two weeks. It's just like almost a week away, right? Can't wait. Yeah, and I'm sure we're all prepped and ready to rock and roll for that, but we won't even be able to talk about it for a year. But in the meantime, you get this sweet poster. So let's let this contest run until John Wick 3 opens. Then we'll announce a winner. We'll pick it at random. It'll be great. Go ahead and do that. I have an important question. Okay. Can I win this? No. The hosts are disqualified. Although... It's a really good poster. Whatever... (laughs) Whatever holiday you celebrate for the holidays, you know, maybe maybe you might end up with one of these on your doorstep. Ooh. I have no idea. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> now we're getting to the perks. This is why I signed up. <laughs> All right. It's not, not to, learn to learn to surf. How to surf. <laughs> Fun. Fun times. For the Great. swag. That's why I'm here. We're getting that out of the way. But yeah, I'll link to that. You'll be able to see the poster. It's really, really rad. And it's super easy. It's just a little bit of motivation to get out there and and review. So that's good. Yeah. And if you have already reviewed us, 
let us know. Send a screenshot of your review. Mm. But that is true. Very much true. We got some really good ones. Reviews. Yeah. So and, we'll and they've fair. been good. So yeah, we want to make sure the people that have already done it are still included. But if you haven't done it, now's the time. And you have until I'm going to say May 16th. I think is John Wick three. So we'll have one more episode where we'll announce it, and then the next one we'll have our winners, and you'll get it <gasps> shortly. I don't know after. when I'm going to see John Wick three, guys. Oh, <sighs> why? Lizzo is doing a show on Saturday, and then I have a wedding on Sunday. <laughs> oh man! I gotta see it at like midnight on Friday. <laughs> you should it. skip. Just skip both. You know what I mean? <laughs> just watch one, just two, watch... three. One, yep. two, three. One, two, three. Top three films. Yep. Easily. Yep. All right. All right. We're done with that. Let's yep. get into this thing. Let's talk about the movie. What are we talking about today? What are we? Mm. It's uh, what is this movie? It's called Point Break. Just a little movie. <laughs> you might not have heard of it. This is <laughs> we're we're into it now. This is where Keanu starts cranking out blockbusters. Truly. Oh yeah. It's the ultimate rush. There's nothing that comes close to it. Not even sex. We are the ex-presidents. It's total commitment. It's a real thin line between life and death. I'm not a cook. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. If you want the ultimate, you gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and please don't forget to vote. You want to nail the bank robbers and be a big hero? Definitely. The ex-presidents are surfers. You're trying to tell me the FBI is going to pay me to learn to surf? Fear causes hesitation. And hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. He'll take you to the edge. Past it. This is going to be a great day, Johnny. Let's All right. This film follows FBI agent Johnny Utah as he goes undercover to infiltrate a cache of Southern California surfers suspected of robbing banks. Madness in every direction here. It was directed by Academy Award-winning director Catherine Bigelow, whose work you should watch because she is great. She directed The Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, Detroit. I believe before this movie, she did Strange Days, that it, all of her stuff is amazing. So definitely check her stuff out. Fun fact here during some of my research, do you know who was originally um, selected to direct this film? Oh. No. Here, no. I have no, no, I don't. See, this is why I fail pop quiz, but please go ahead. <laughs> it was Ridley Scott. What? <laughs> yeah, but he was instead directing Thelma and Luis at this time. Oh, fascinating. Okay. Pretty that's crazy. A, that's a good movie. Interesting. All right. Okay. I'm into it. I like what I like what they went with, but it's fun yeah. to think about how it would have been different. Mm-hmm. Co-starring alongside Keanu in this film is Patrick Swayze, Gary Busey, and oh my gosh, one of my m- numerous 90s crushes, Lori Petty, Tank Girl herself. <laughs> yeah. <John's- laughs> yes, right? Am I- yeah. <laughs> so Tank excited. Girl. When she walked on screen, I'm like, oh, my God. We have, it's the eyes. It is. Well, yes, it is the eyes and the voice. I like that. I'm just, I'm, I don't Okay. 
I won't get into it on this. <laughs> we also have John C. McGinley, James LeGrosse, and a surprise cameo. Uh, I did. I hope the two of you picked this up immediately as soon as he walked yeah. on screen. Was Anthony yeah. Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Amazing, great role. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say great, really. I for him, <laughs> I mean, for him. For a musician, I guess it was great, but yeah. So weird. Once again, we have critical and audience reception, and I think Whitney can walk us through this. I, I think this is kind of what we expected, but let's let's get into it. Yeah, I, I think that you would be hard-pressed to find scores that are more aligned with what I thought they would be in my head than they have been for this movie, which is uh, the critical reception is 68% fresh. Yeah. And the yeah. audience score is 79%. And I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty appropriate, both as a, yeah. the critical reception being about 10% less, the audience reception being around 80%. I think that's, I think that's pretty accurate. That's almost exactly what I would have anticipated it being. Usually I feel like we get some kind of surprise where some, something has not lined up to what my expectations were, but that is right down the line of what I thought both critical and audience reception would have been like so solid yeah yeah i'm i'm pretty much right there with you i uh i pulled these two quotes and i i dug for these because it's weird how if you go on rotten tomatoes and you just look at the critical score you wouldn't you would think it would be more split because you got a lot of people that really did not like this film and then a handful of people that really really loved it so we have this guy tim brayton from antagony and ecstasy i did not pronounce that wrong that is literally yep, that is it spelled. he wrote a nearly flawless marriage of the genre cliches of the classic 80s model cop action picture with the elevated physicality of 90s action films to come. And I'm like, Jeez. damn, Tim. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, nicely done. I think he wrote that like 10 years after the fact, but still, I got to give it up for that. Yeah, for sure. I think that this is something that I've talked about a lot when we've talked, like a lot of people have said, you know, why Keanu Reeves? Why are you guys doing this or whatever? But I think that it's something that we've kind of mentioned here. It's something that I've talked about with people a lot. I really think that Keanu Reeves was on that forefront of the way that action pictures changed. Like hmm. action movies changed dramatically from the like Sylvester Stallone, um, like big buff tank of a man to the more yep. action-y type stuff. And I think that Keanu Reeves is one of the biggest names in in that change. He's hmm. like, when you think of this movie and Chain Reaction and Speed and how big all of those were, how well they did in the box office on average. And and like, I can't think of another name other than Bruce Willis, who was making movies at the same time that was also part of that same sort of like, it's more about sneaking around and, and doing whatever than it is just like kicking doors down and machine gunning everyone to death. <laughs> it's it's more like sliding under things and crawling through air ducts and whatever and and I yeah. think that that Keanu Reeves is that guy and I think that that's a very insightful review because it definitely has some of that 80s cop action stuff before it started to change but definitely has sort of like it's it's where Keanu Reeves kicked off all of those things that come after it of the like action hero stuff yeah hmm. I think that's probably a Really, that's a very astute point that that whole thing you mentioned about Keanu specifically, because if you think like this, right, mm -hmm. and then just a few years later, The Matrix, and that again changed what action movies were. 
Mm-hmm. And then I yep. would argue that John Wick also changed what action movies are, where it's yeah. like, let's shoot it wide and do it in one take in, instead of all like, I, I think back, they have this great comparison where you watch a, jo- a scene from John Wick and then you watch a scene from uh, Taken with Liam Neeson. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. you know, John Wick, Keanu is in it the whole time. And then to cut around both Liam Neeson's age, which he can't control, but also just to get the action moving, it's like seven cuts for him to get over a fence. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, you know, <laughs> I prefer this crazier John Wick thing, obviously. Yeah, and, yeah. and I also think that, like, I'm thinking about some of the action movies that I've seen since John Wick sort of hit. And one of them that ju- definitely jumps out to me is Atomic Blonde. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Which did the same thing where she yeah. went through so much training and it's so much of it is her and it's so physical and it's all in one take. And there's like, oh, yeah. just there's stu- she has stunt doubles, but it is almost never stunt doubles. It's almost always her like John Wick is. And honestly, I did not think Atomic Blonde was the best movie, but I think the thing that made it great was that part. And that yeah. was that post John Wick. And I absolutely think you're right that it it's it's a part of a genre movement as well. Atomic Blonde for me worked until the ending. But yeah, I agree that Charlize, who is a co-star of Keanu at some point along this crazy journey. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah. it's nuts. It's all it all comes back. It all comes yeah. back to Keanu. <laughs> it's a small world, you guys. It's crazy. Uh, and then we have just one other user quote here, which I thought was pretty great and is really closely aligns with how I thought this movie went, really, is uh, Catherine Bigelow showcases her directing skills by turning a campy, melodramatic premise into a refreshing shot of adrenaline. Any other director could have really blown this, but whatever the secret sauce that she brought to this thing made it magic, and it really worked for me. Yeah. Let's get into this thing. Ev, you're going to be kicking us off. Do you want to talk about first if, if this movie worked for you? Oh, my gosh. I could be crucified if I said it didn't work for me. <laughs> be riots in the streets. Don't bow That's to the great... peer pressure, Evan. What did you really think? <laughs> there are people that yeah. very publicly didn't like it on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just saying. That's yeah, true. that's true. You could be one of the, those people. Those right. are bots. Um... <laughs> Thanks a lot, Russia. Negativity bots. <laughs> um, no, it was great. It was. It's just so fun to watch. Even though you know it, a lot of people know it. It's just one of those movies you can revisit, and it, you're gonna smile. There's just like the the charisma of Patrick Swayze, even as the quote unquote bad guy, and you know the the ability for um, you know Keanu really goes through a lot of emotion in this movie, yeah. and he's kind of this hard ass at times and then he's this like romantic um and then as we've discussed he's kind of this like really active um you know i guess he's like an athlete and it's just it's great there's just a lot of variance in his character and i thought it was shot well there's a few things in there where it was kind of like yeah um like one thing that i'll point to is it, it was annoyingly obvious that they shot a lot of this the nighttime sh- surfing scenes at at daytime yep it was clearly day for night yep yeah and turned it into night uh in post but that i mean that kind of stuff you can overlook uh, i guess um I mean, there's going to be issues in every movie and that's just how they choose to do it but 
I think overall it's a great movie. And and if you haven't seen it in a little while, go watch it again. And and if it's uh, if you've never seen it, please go watch it. It's really really a good movie. <laughs> nice. Um. So I didn't remember this movie like we talked about. I've seen it before. Mm. There's been clips and and whatever. I did not. It was so long ago that I I basically would have considered not having seen this, even though I know (laughs) that I've seen it. Yeah. Um, And a bunch of people have talked to me because they know I just did the Fast and Furious podcast um, and recorded those and watched those for the first time. It has been brought up to me by about eight different people in the last month or so how Point Break and the first Fast and Furious are the same. So I had some expectations going into this of what like and I I wasn't sure what was my memory and what was eight people telling me what this movie was like (laughs) um and it it was different than I thought it was going to be first of all it was far more violent I don't I didn't remember that and that's weird because I was so young at the time that I feel like that violence would have really stood out to me um because I remember it being you know like you've got the 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 weird angry meth dealing surfers but then this the the main group the you know the like patrick swayze group is all pretty you know they're just about the adrenaline and they're just big hippies otherwise they're just like beer yeah. and sex on the beach and hanging out and whatever <laughs> and it's like i don't i remembered it much more as a hippie adrenaline catching the big wave and finding peace with yourself sort of a thing and not nearly as much like gore as there was in it. And, and that was actually, I think, the 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 biggest thing that did not work for me in this was I don't think that we needed to have a machine gun shootout um within the, the like raid house. You could just have a raid and then it was like, wait, this guy was undercover drug bust and you blew it because now we've got them all Mm. for something and we never found the source. You didn't need everybody to be naked and (laughs) you know machine gun to death i didn't think that was necessary and it felt out of place to me um and also that whole raid scene took far too long of the storyline when you're talking about like the pacing of the movie i felt like it was so beyond the point it didn't need to be that much screen time i feel like it really kind of took me out i had a hard time getting back into it even though things were ramping up after that point because you know Hmm. as soon as that bus goes bad that he's like it's only a matter of time until he's on to, you know, that it's Swayze yeah. and you're just waiting for that to happen. And they don't, there much time doesn't elapse between those two scenes. Very little <laughs> time does, but you're just waiting for that like moment of realization with Keanu. And I feel like the, the drug bus scene just takes up like three t- times more screen time than it should. Um, other than that, it totally worked for me. It was fun. Um, I think that, you know, we've talked more than once about I don't think that Keanu Reeves is at his best as a romantic lead, but I think he had a surprising amount of chemistry. And I don't know if that's just she has chemistry with nobody. She just has chemistry. <laughs> and I don't know if it's like because it's her that is like Lori Petty is just so charismatic and and sells it so much or if they actually had that chemistry together or what. But I feel like I more than any like love scene that I have seen with Keanu Reeves so far or anything before we started recording this podcast, it worked better 
with her than I've ever seen it before. So I thought that was mm. interesting. Um, I, I bought them falling for each other, even though it's such a side thing and they don't really develop the relationship much. Um, I bought all of it and him being that invested in her safety and everything because their chemistry was so good, which is not something I was expecting after, you know, all the conversation we've had about him not <laughs> having chemistry with people and standing on alone better. I also didn't remember how much training he had to do to surf. I, I, I feel like yeah. I remembered it more like Fast and Furious, where Paul Walker already was good at cars, and he yeah, went in and just right. started racing. In my head, Point Break kind of started just with him surfing. I don't remember nearly as much of the, like, learning how to surf, and how does he get that good at surfing that quickly? And I guess he does spend a lot of time on it, and he is surfing with people who are very good at surfing, like, getting advice from people, but... Um, that was the thing where I was like, I don't remember this much learning being part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he spent um, two months in Hawaii prior to the movie training yeah. with a professional surfer. I'm sure it was all for the movie. It had nothing to do with just spending well, two months uh, in Hawaii. I mean, no, yeah, but I, th it, they, I did read that he like, he now he just does it. It's just a hobby. So it, the movie like really turned him on to it. Of course, he's like the coolest guy in the world. I totally expect him to <laughs> yeah, do... Yeah, just add it to the cool level. Everything, yeah. <laughs> all of the best parts from all of his roles, he does. Well, I also feel <laughs> like if you spend that much time getting good uh, at anything, if you enjoy yeah. it even a little bit, like, keep doing it every once in a while. There was a... God, now I don't remember who did it. Vanity Fair, maybe? Did a... Everyone's starting to make more digital content and whatever. So all of these like GQ and Vanity Fair and whatever doing little shorts with people when they're doing their press stuff that's different than the usual interviews. And yeah. Vanity Fair has a clip of Helen Mirren cracking a whip and she actually Whoa. takes down half <laughs> of the set. But she learned how to do it for a movie. And she liked it so much that she still, like, practices whip tricks and stuff. And she, like, has a whip at home. And that's, first of all, amazing because how hot is Helen Mirren? And yeah, then Helen Mirren with a whip <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> but also, I just like that kind of thing when it's like, you know, you have to pick up these skills for a movie. And obviously, Keanu Reeves had to get good enough at surfing to be filmed surfing and whatever. And um, it just seems like a waste if you, you know... Just let all that go once you've spent months working on building it up and getting to that point. Yeah. I think once you're once you hit the wave and you got it and then you yell, I'm fucking surfing, you pretty much have to keep doing it at that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Andrew, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I really enjoyed this movie a lot. And <laughs> even though there were some pretty rough missteps in terms of the storytelling i i walked away like super high on this film yeah what i said right before we got into this is i think a ton of this has to do with Catherine bigelow and her cinematographer mm -hmm. because the way that this was shot i don't think it's a stretch to say that like this is the best shot film we've seen so far of Keanu. 100%. we had first person chase sequences uh, we mm -hmm. had like some really amazing slow motion and I realize, you know, Ev, you brought it up, the day for night swap for the, yep. the surfing scenes. There's no, <laughs> there's no good way to like film the ocean at night. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I appreciated that they were like, well, let's stylize this. And, you know, it was like, okay, 
it looked fine, but I, I just appreciated like the effort. They're like, yeah, let's go do this thing. It'll make sense for the story or whatever. I, I just thought it looked incredible. As far as like pacing and everything, again, I think this was great. Like we had these cool story beats and then we had these like interstitial moments of like adrenaline where we get these cool slow motion surfing yep. shots or skydiving or any of the crazy shit that these guys do. And I thought that kept the story moving forward in a really interesting way. It's cool to see hmm. how she's taken those things from, I mean, not too much earlier in her career, but then you look at something like The Hurt Locker or Zero Dark Thirty, and that's kind of the same. She does a lot of that where she'll cut to something that's story. Then we get some crazy, huge adrenaline rush, and then she brings it back down. And it's a, it's a delicate balance, but I think she pulled it off great. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to preface by saying that I, I do not want to draw a direct comparison to the Michael Mann film Heat, Uh-oh. but <laughs> I love, it is one of my favorite things when a storyteller or a filmmaker, wh- whoever is responsible for this, plays with that dynamic of two two people on opposite sides of the same coin. Like here's a cop and here's a criminal, but it turns out they have a lot in common and Mm -hmm. their lives aren't really that different. Right. And they even have common ground. I thought that was great that again, I'm not saying that these guys are De Niro and Pacino. However, (laughs) I really liked the relationship that they had in this movie as that developed. I was like, this is wonderful. A lot of people say that point break is kind of like the best representation of that. And that to Whitney's point, other movies have just applied it to other things like street racing. Um, but I'd be curious what, what you both think. Is is this kind of the best representation of what you're explaining, Andrew, or are there better? <sighs> it's tough. Um, that's a hard question. <laughs> um... I go to Heat because that scene in the diner between the two of them talking is like one of the most iconic things ever. And whether you like that or hate that, it feels like the archetype for what all these other, even though it came after this. I definitely think that he is one of the best examples of it. Um, I think you're right there. I think that the, there's more tension in heat. I feel like there's yeah. as much as there's like the camaraderie, like this is more broy. This has more camaraderie to it and yeah. a little bit less tension. Although there's scenes that are very tense, like the, the skydiving scene was <laughs> right. incredible. And we'll talk more about that when we get there, but so good. And so there definitely was tension, but I feel like so much more of this movie was companionship than it was like, the, the tension or the competition because they're on opposite sides. Um, and heat is more like that. That tension is strung throughout, even if they do get each other and they're more similar than they would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a, it's so hard to, to pick one because that story archetype has been around for a very long time. Like right. you're more like your enemy than you think you are is, uh, uh, you know, not always in this way. I do think point break is probably up there in examples of it working really well because Swayze and Keanu have good chemistry together and you like really buy into them understanding one another. Um, And so I think it's up there and probably the top five. I don't know if it's if it's the best. And I'm trying to think my brain is totally blanking on other examples, which I know (laughs) that I have somewhere. But it's it's definitely a good one. Yeah, Yeah. I, I would say, I mean, without knowing any of the other ones. I could <laughs> off the top of my head either. I'd say easily like top five, maybe top three. So mm-hmm. yeah. right. 
I have just a single line here where I think it should be noted that like Gary Busey did an amazing job in this movie. I believe oh, yeah. every word that came out of his mouth, like if you were like, no, that's a real cop in <laughs> in California. I'd be like, I believe that. Yes. True. Only really yeah. being familiar with post-career Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's a great way yeah. to start a sentence. <laughs> I was trying to think when I was watching this. I was like, what have I seen Gary Busey act in? And the answer mm -hmm. is, I don't remember anything that I've seen Gary Busey act in. I am only familiar with Gary Busey, like off the rails Busey. And that's mm -hmm. not to say that he wasn't always off the rails, but he like went way off the rails. Yeah. Um, and I was shocked at how good he was in this. I was blown away by how much he was in the character and how much like how grounded it felt and, and also mm -hmm. just how lucid he was in general. Like I was not <laughs> expecting uh, yeah. lucidity. You know, that's like um, I know I've talked about the, the new Twilight Zone a lot. Yeah. Um, but there's a, uh, the, a comedy one with, um, oh, what's his name? Camille Nanjiani. Yes. Love that guy. Um, yeah. And it's very, very great, but there's a bit port part that is Tracy Morgan. Oh, nice. <laughs> and you see Tracy Morgan and you're like, oh, I know what I'm going to expect from his performance in this. And he is very lucid and very like grounded in it and i was like this is the best acting i've ever seen tracy morgan do in this like tiny little cameo in the twilight zone and that's kind of how i felt watching gary Busey in this i was like i was not expecting any of this performance and it really was very good nice yeah i, I thought it was cool how he was like paternal mm -hmm. that was not something i was expecting from his character because he's usually just a crazy person but um he he really showed uh, like a care for Keanu, which was a, a really interesting change from when they were first introduced to each other. Um, so well, I thought that was cool. I also feel like when you find that like sort of loose canon, been around forever <laughs> kind of cop stereotype, they yeah. they are just sort of chaotic. They're not necessarily like the moral compass is is not really apparent and he had such a strong moral compass and sense of like um it's always like i know how to do this job better than anyone else so you can't tell me how to do the job there are no rules when it comes to being a <laughs> cop and 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 this character was much more like i know what the rules are and i'm you know he followed them and whatever he just when he needed to be a loose cannon he was and i i just thought it was interesting because i felt like it was a version of that stereotype that you don't see very often yeah that's mm. that, that that was what worked best for me too. Like right out of the gate. So I pulled up Gary Busey's he was very big at this time. So mm -hmm. right in a row he did uh basically point break and then a couple years later, ninety-three he did the firm, rookie of the year, surviving the game, all these kind of similar-ish where he's this guy almost mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh but even the there were even funny parts for him, like right the, our first introduction with him. He's like, I have no idea what getting bricks off the bottom of this pool has to do with police work. I'm like, I love mm -hmm. this guy. He's the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Other than that, I thought the score was really good. Uh, it just kind of fit with the movie. It wasn't like this great thing, but it worked for me. I think the greatest quote from this movie, and Whitney, you mentioned this. We'll talk about it a little bit. Is the one that I remembered. It stuck with me. Who packed my chute? 
I'm like, oh, that is great. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just yeah. wanted to bring mm-hmm. out that exact line. Mm-hmm. Keanu delivered that really, really well. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so it's that's time. It. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I think it's my, time for America's favorite game. <laughs> my heart is racing. <laughs> Pop quiz, asshole. There was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose! I don't lose! I win! She got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. Oh my god, it's the return. That song gets me so hype. I love <laughs> it. I love it. It's so it's good. It's such a good intro. <laughs> I just I just sit here and, and mouth all the words with, with facial emotions and everything. <laughs> we'll have to make the video version of it. It's really all those scenes are wonderful and so varied. Like the last one is that's him as Ted. You got a lot mm-hmm. to learn about sportsmanship. Uh, <laughs> if you couldn't figure it out, Pop Quiz Asshole is our little uh, quiz show here on this game. Each uh, The host, who is running the show, asks the contestants three questions each. And sometimes we get a fourth bonus question, if that's, if that's how it works. Uh, yes. Is yeah, there anything when else? When he's running the show, the game works real differently. It's crazy how different it was. <laughs> Although the outcome is still the same, Andrew and Evan get no points. I all sense of, of what had ever happened before in, the, in America's favorite game. I was That's like, okay. This it is works. mine now. <laughs> We're learning together. We got it. We, I have faith in all of us. Uh-huh. So let's think back. Uh, who was the first to go last time? Uh, well, from my purview, I asked you, Andrew, first, so okay. I think Whitney should it's go Whitney. first this Whitney time. Whitney goes, yes. Let's do it. Okay. And as a reminder, it is possible to steal in the event that the person first being asked gets it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Evan. You're very welcome. <laughs> Just in case anyone, even in the listening audience, forgot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Whitney. Yes. How many times was the F word used in this movie? You have three options. 72, 217, or 105. What? (laughs) All of those are way, way more than I actually (laughs) absorbed when I was watching this. I only remembered two. Can you give me the numbers again? What was number one? 72. Mm Mm-hmm. 217 or 105? Um, 105. Oh! You know, Keanu said it at least twice. I'm fucking surfing. I'm fucking surfing. I think think those are the two that I remember. Oh, wait, there was one when they were parachuting. Oh, yeah. I remember that one, too. I do not remember any of the others. Where did those go? A hundred more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Literally 100 more of them. Wild. That is wild. Somebody's got to count again. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll right. do it. I'll Andrew, do it. another numbers question. Okay. How many ribs did Swayze break while shooting the surfing scenes because he was not interested in having a stunt double for those? Wow. The wow. options are one, four, or eight. Okay. I feel like, I feel like eight is a lot of ribs to break. <laughs> Uh, it's like is all that, of them? I think it's Most like a whole them? side of it, yeah. right? Is that like, I broke my left, is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> broke everything left of my sternum. I'm going to go... 
My lung. <laughs> what lung? It's gone. Uh, I'm just, okay. Four. <laughs> I gotta move away from the microphone when I yell that loud. Okay, all right. Pretty crazy though. Um, oh, four ribs. I feel yeah. That's I mean it's him. Like I don't know about all yeah. of those shots, but you definitely like, a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, a lot of them. Madness. All right, Whitney. Yes. Which title was not considered for the name of this movie? Mm. Your options are three. Johnny Utah is one. Mm-hmm. Two is Riders on the Storm. And three is Rip Current. Yikes. Uh, this is. <laughs> now that's what I call yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say A. Oh, man. Andrew, the options are Johnny Utah. Riders on the Storm and Rip Current. I feel like Riders on the Storm, you get that automatic doors tie-in, but I don't know. I'm going to go. This was what was not considered. That's what we're going with. I'm going to go with Riders on the Storm. God damn it. Rip Current's a pretty (laughs) good name for an early 90s movie. Mm -hmm. Totally made it up. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so uh, both of those were in consideration, but kind of uh, as you were both thinking, they didn't really relate to the movie much. Yeah. Um, so they got rid of them. Okay. But I love that they picked that song as the name of a movie because <laughs> right. it's a fantastic song. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, all right. Um, Andrew. No, Whitney. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay. Unless you don't want it. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll take it. I'll probably, I'm happy to take it. Probably mess it up anyway. Give it to me. Okay, more more numbers for you. <sighs> How many real jumps, as in out of a plane, oh, did Swayze do during the filming of this movie? Your options are 6, 28, or 55. Yeah. Trying to think about how many times it can't be six. It just feels like they wouldn't have got it. I don't know. Oh man, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, what was the last one? 55. 55. Ah, oh, it feels high. <laughs> I'm gonna go with 55. <laughs> oh my god! I'm doing he, uh, it. He, I'm doing it. He actually <laughs> he got himself in some trouble because uh, the as you might imagine, those that were running the movie were not big fans of him jumping out of a plane 55 times. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean he's yeah. basically certified at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, he was actually big into it before the movie. And uh, fun fact, he made Gary Busey go with him once. Whoa! I can't imagine Busey cool. jumping out of a plane, but that's cool. I know, right? Yeah, that. I, I would pay money to be a fly on the wall when Gary Busey jumps out of a plane. Um, Whitney. Yes. In what other movie was Keanu Reeves a former Ohio State quarterback? You do not have options for this. Oh, um, I don't know. The, the football one. <laughs> oh, good. Good guess. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that one's called. The replacements? Is that what it's called? Nailed it! 
You did it. You animal. I was going to, I, um, I, that is one of my favorite goddamn movies that I can't wait to get to. Yeah. I don't even like sports, but I like I every Keanu sports movie. That's it's the thing crazy. Is I don't like sports movies, and so I have not seen any of them, and that's why I don't even remember what the name of it was. But I'm so <laughs> good at retaining information that I don't think that I've retained and being able to just, like, guess. But it's definitely a guess. It is definitely not knowledge. So I'm, I'm surprised I pulled that one out. I will bet yeah. money that you will like The Replacements. I'm, okay. willing, to, I'm willing to put money on it. And Hardball right. also. Maybe, right. maybe not hardball, actually. <laughs> I don't know about but that. Definitely yeah. a replacement. <laughs> All right. Andrew. Okay. Swayze says, via con Dios, before jumping out of the plane. What does this mean in English? God damn it. I don't... Steel, 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 steel. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh. Hold on. It's Spanish, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I need to give you a literal translation or uh, what? I don't know. I mean, we'll let the judges decide. Myself. Why <laughs> come Dios? Oh my God. <sighs> something to do with God. Via con something of God. Uh, <laughs> hand of God. I don't know. Something. Yeah, that's. I don't think I can give you a hand no. of God. No, God damn it. It means go but. with God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. You could re- you could come back. We have All a right. bonus. We got two. All right. It's two for each of this us is... so far. It's great. No, it was. I got it one. Was... Right? Oh, Whitney points. Just, yeah, I, thought you Whitney, meant, yeah. I thought you meant questions. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. Can I really not count? Um, All right. Bonus question. All right. Hey, what's, the form- what's the format of this one? First to answer? Uh, what? Yes. First to answer. Worth two points. <laughs> what sport was the film originally about? Whoa. What sport was it originally about? Uh, As in not surfing. Right. Skiing. Answer skiing. Yes. No. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna go with uh, volleyball. Mm. No, <laughs> great. It. I was just thinking California Beach. <laughs> uh, it was actually skateboarding. Oh, was what it was originally so easy. about. Damn it! It was right in front of us, Whitney. Well, I was I was trying to think about something that would like yeah, yeah. where you would need to it chase good. it essentially, like. Where yeah. you would rob banks in order to go where it's seasonal and skateboarding, you don't really need to do that. I was thinking the skiing, I was just like, there are other places in the world you can go to ski <laughs> at various points of the year. Nice. So th- that, um, the Via Con Dios thing, that was actually the only real jump that made it into the film, at least for Swayze. That was that the last one, basically. That was where, like, when he actually jumps out of the plane, he's for real jumping out of a plane. Yeah, there was one that was very definitely mm-hmm. him. Like, from the right. plane out of it. I was like, holy crap, that's not a stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's pretty nice. cool. That's awesome. All right, well, great job. Where we are we at, it. Andrew? Uh, well, Whitney and I each got two, and I don't have the points uh, total in front of me, but hold on. Let's see. I think I might have just coasted ahead of you. So, oh, great. Until next week. 
and all you have to do hmm. is get one correct. Here we go. <laughs> so if we add uh, two points to this for Whitney, it's unbelievable. With 15, <laughs> and I have five, and you have four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. She slayed us on Dangerous Liaisons. She got five. Yeah. And on Parenthood, yeah. she got five. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. <clears throat> Just got to keep basking up my, my ten point yeah. lead here. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Sitting pretty in your ivory tower. You guys, I understand. Uh, if you guys pooled your points, you still, still. wouldn't hit me. Cool. <laughs> we would only. We wouldn't even have two thirds of what you have. It's crazy. It's cool. <laughs> I hate math. It's so hard. So cool. I don't like it. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, that was great. I really enjoyed that. I missed it last week. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess we're going to get right into this thing, huh? Yeah. I think so. It. Evan, take us away. Okay. So um, a former Ohio State Buckeyes quarterback, a.k.a. Keanu Reeves, who is also a rookie FBI agent, um, is assisting uh, an experienced agent who is uh, Gary Busey's uh, character into a string of bank robberies by a group called the ex-presidents. Um, and these robbers wear face masks, masks, as you might guess, that depict the U.S. presidents. Those are Reagan, Nixon, Lyndon B. Johnson, and Jimmy Carter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, just as disguises, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, a fun fact about that is... When we get to it at the, oh, maybe I'll save it for the end. <laughs> no, whatever. We're gonna spoil it anyway. Um, when when the the killings take place of these guys, they are killed in the order in which the original presidents um, died, which is an interesting little detail. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, so basically, these guys rob banks, but they only an important detail is that they only go after the cash drawers. And not the vault. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't get greedy. Yeah, and they are very focused on time. Right? They want to do it under ninety seconds. Um. So, basically, Busey's character Pappas, or Pappas, was it Pappas? Pappas, I think. Pappas's theory. Um. You know, he's kind of this kook who's like been around forever. <laughs> is that these guys are surfers? Uh, and there's a pretty powerful exchange between Keanu and Pappas when they, or Busey, when they, when he like pulls that out of him. If you couldn't crack it with all your years of experience, it's impossible to conceive that I might have something to offer, right? Well, maybe I can do better than some over-the-hill burnout. Hey, watch your mouth. Maybe you ought to just take some early retirement right now and get some rent-a-cop night security job. Tell Nam stories. Listen, you snot those little shit! I was taking shrapnel and caisson while you were crapping in your hands and rubbing it on your face! You mad? Yeah, I'm mad! Good and mad! Yeah! What do you want to do about it? Feels good, doesn't it? Like you're still alive, right? Yeah! Well, since you're still alive and you're not in the box just yet, why don't you tell me this theory of yours and we'll go get these guys? <sighs> okay, hot shot. You want to nail the bank robbers and be a big hero. Definitely. Definitely. Then here it is. The ex-presidents are surfers. That's like where we, 
see Keanu get pretty angry. And I thought it was a really good moment. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. He's like, how do you feel? (laughs) You know, it's like yelling at him. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, So they decide that Keanu is going to go undercover to infiltrate this surfing group. And so he actually makes up a, a family tragedy after learning that Andrew's favorite actress in the world was also orphaned. You say that like it's a bad thing. I own that. I, I don't care. She's great. No, I'm proud of you for owning it, for opening up to us about it. No, that was hard for you. Um, but at any rate, he, he uses this to persuade her to help him learn how to surf. And this is after she, was it after? Yeah, this was after she saved him from drowning because he tried to just like run into the ocean and, and catch mm-hmm. a giant wave on his own. Can I just say, this is something that happens all the time in movies and entertainment, but some dude that I like saved his life from drowning on a beach and told him, get the fuck out of here, you you'll fight. (laughs) Showing up at my work to say, please teach me how to surf. Absolutely not. This guy looking you up or following you or whatever, like... She doesn't know he's a cop, but you don't say yes to those people. And it happens all the time in entertainment. There's no way that she would say yes to teaching him how to surf because he clearly found her somehow. Right. It just made me so mad. And I mean, I get it. That's the story, whatever. But like, it just made me so mad when he shows up and he's like, teach me how to surf. And she's Teach like, "Teach me how to dougie." He he <laughs> he tugs at the heartstrings, and it's like, "Ah, oh, it's a cheap." You uh, all right? Yeah, it's yeah. such a liar. Because she's, I I enjoyed her blowing him off the whole time. Where she's like, "No, get the hell!" Uh, yeah, he puts an order in, and she's like, she yells back, like, "To go!" Like <laughs> to the chef. I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, great. that was good." So good. Yeah. But that's the thing I think that maybe is why it bothered me is because she started out being sensible about the fact that this guy showed up at her work, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, to go." Yeah, get him out of here and then she's like okay fine you're an orphan <laughs> just like me so yeah you can stalk me and i'll let you get away with it because you're an orphan <laughs> oh that's good at any rate um through her uh, keanu ends up meeting swayze and or Bodhi, who is the leader of the gang of of a gang of surfers the surfers names are roach gromit and nathaniel um, <laughs> one of these things which is, is not like the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, as you'd expect in, in this kind of movie, everybody's like not sure of Utah, not sure of Keanu, but they end up accepting him um, when Bodie recognizes that he used to play for Ohio State. I wasn't, I had forgotten about that whole thing. And it was, it was completely unexpected in the movie for me. It's just, I I didn't think that's what they would land on for like discovering that he was a good dude. I thought it would be that he, you know, punched him or something, you know, something <laughs> like cliche. But the fact that they just referenced like, oh, he used to be an incredible quarterback. <laughs> I thought that was really strange. I never thought, saw that coming. Mm-hmm. I had two thoughts about that. Uh, the one was, well, it was like, oh, okay, they're setting up something that's important for later, which 
you know, they're like, oh, why did he stop? And they go in the, oh, okay, I got it. He stops because he hurt his leg or whatever. Fine. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but then the thought occurred to me, I was like, wouldn't you just look this guy up on the internet? And I'm like, oh, shit, it's 1991. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yes. So true. What's the internet? You, you can use any name you want. Yeah. Nobody can find you. Definitely show up on the FBI website. For sure. <laughs> yeah, about us. <laughs> Meet the team. (laughs) Meet the team. Yeah. Yeah. So as he kind of figures out surfing, he, he, you can kind of see Keanu starting to turn into somebody who is a fan of the lifestyle that these guys live, which is just adrenaline junkies. You know, they, they like to live on the edge. And the fact that Bodhi has these like philosophies and, um, you know, he's, he's so charismatic. And then obviously he has a pretty strong attraction, attraction to Tyler, who is the female we mentioned earlier, who helps Keanu learn how to surf. So they, they find a connection to, this was for me, it was a little far-fetched, but they, they draw a line to surfers based on a hair that they get, uh, at the scene of one of the robberies, um, that had toxins in it. Specific, and the toxins, yeah. yeah. What were they? Uh, <clears throat> arsenic was were one. Salt water. Arsenic. <laughs> it's uh, a toxin. <laughs> salt water toxin. Yeah, it was three. It was three that beyond arsenic. Arsenic was not... definitely in there. At any, it, it was meant to mean that it was from a beach that was near a chemical plant. Mm-hmm. And I was like a little bit eh on that. That kind of bothered me a little bit. Oh, but then they coupled it with like sand in their shoes and stuff, right? Or there was sand, but sand. also the surf wax. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, right. The sex wax. So Busey's been on um, this for a while. He knows. Yeah, that's right. And so this leads them to go after a different group of surfers, and Pappas and and Utah kind of lead that. Yeah, uh, and this Whitney, I think this is what you were speaking to earlier—that like incredible raid that was <laughs> way over the top. Well, so yeah, <laughs> he gets hassled, and and basically this these this other group tried to kick the shit out of him, and he fights back, and then Swayze intervenes, and and then yes. he um oh that's right that was a good fight scene it was a good fight scene and and Swayze was very impressed by Keanu Reeves' chutzpah. In fighting a group of uh, aggro surfers and not backing down at all and not being scared by it. And even when stuff starts to maybe look like it's simmering down, he sucker punches one of the surfers and starts the whole thing back up again. And that's actually part of it's a kind of a pivotal scene because A, it's a good fight scene, but also B, it's it's what makes Swayze start to see that like Keanu Reeves has it in him to be this like adrenaline junkie and seek the perfect wave and not back down from things that might be scary and whatever and so he starts to see a little bit of a kindred spirit but um this makes Keanu Reeves be like hey these guys are super aggro and Swayze says they're like Nazis um Mm -hmm. and blah 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 and then they pull the plates and find out that they use that to figure out there's like B&E's and some drug busts and some like I don't know like aggressive like fighting charges and he's got a whole rap sheet none of it's big enough to like put them away long term but then they start to look into the other guys who are associated with him and they're like these guys fit the profile which is what leads Mm -hmm. to the raid they're like we gotta 
get these guys. But it turns out that they're, you know, dealing crystal meth. So they have like machine guns. And the second that someone knocks on their door, oh, they boy. pull out the machine guns and it turns into, you know, a battle. A, f- a firefight. Yes. There was a moment right before when we were talking about that fight where the, Gary Busey almost blows his cover. And then he like mm-hmm. says, like, you see this kid who's stole my radio or something like that? Yeah, so, so Johnny Utah does not have his, his walkie-talkie. And yeah. he's been silent for too long. And Busey knows something's up. And so he's running over, panicked, because he's worried that Keanu Reeves is in mortal danger. <laughs> yes. And the, the way that you see him, like recover when he sees Keanu Reeves with Swayze and doesn't want to blow Keanu's cover yes. because he's there with another surfer and he's like, some kid c- took my car stereo, did you see him? It was perfect. It was, great. It was a really great scene. The, li- yeah. the line right after, so Keanu, you know, he plays it off like he doesn't know him. He's like, no, no, but there's four guys down there you might want to take a look at. <laughs> and as they're walking away, Swayze, he smiles and laughs as he says, you really like to stir shit up, don't you? And I <laughs> lost it for whatever reason for that line. I was like, it was so well delivered. He's like, you like to yeah. stir yeah. shit up, don't you? Utah or whatever. <laughs> so good. So good. So, yeah, they raid these these neo-Nazi whatever. And um, it, it ends up that two of them get killed. And they're not the guys. They're not the ex-presidents. Mm. Uh, and it actually ends up ruining a, a long-standing DEA undercover operation. Yeah. It's ca- cameo. Um, I don't know if either of you noticed. That was oh, yeah. Tom Sizemore. It was crazy for like three lines. I'm like, that's Tom right. Sizemore. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see uh, Utah back at the beach. And he's kind of watching... He's coming up on Bodhi's group and he starts thinking to himself that they could be the ex-presidents, mostly because he sees one of them moon everyone, which had (laughs) happened in one of the in one of the heists. And he's like, he's like, I know that ass. (laughs) Right. Basically. And um, so he like runs off and basically determines that they're they're going to start staking out banks because they can pinpoint kind of where they think the next one's going to be based on the fact that they've been repetitive in the in where they've hit banks. Yeah. And they're starting to learn that they use the money to pay for their trips to surf. And for me, I kind of got this point where I was like, "Oh man, that's kind of cool." <laughs> like these you know, they're not just like doing dumb shit with their money. They're they're just trying to like fund their passion. And I don't know, they I, I feel like they were trying to make you as the watcher start to sympathize a little bit. Um, and it worked on me, but it was uh I, I just thought it was cool to showcase the reason for why they rob banks. You know, because otherwise you just kind of assume that people just like generally want to be rich, right? That they just want money. But they went and explained it. I like the idea. But I think Swayze has a little bit of a monologue about that. And mm-hmm. I wasn't super crazy about that. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. I feel about it like I feel about Rent, the musical, in retrospect. In... Uh-huh. 
at the time when I first heard the song, the soundtrack to Rent and, and first saw it on Broadway and whatever, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Um, but then now I'm a grown up and the whole time, the whole play is I'm angry that their landlord is charging them rent. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, that's the thing to be a human being. These right. guys don't want to get a job. They just want to surf. And so, like, I appreciate the fact that they're doing it to, you know, live this lifestyle or whatever, that there's something that they're passionate about and they're using this to fund it. But I also just get a get a job, just get a job <laughs> and surf when you're not working. And like you can travel all around the world and get jobs in in bars or resorts or whatever work for work for an airline and get free air travel and then just surf whenever you're there like you know it's just there's no need to rob banks and then when at the end when patrick swayze is like we don't do this for the money we do this for the adrenaline rush and to prove that we're alive and that to show those people who are like you know the drones and the nine to five jobs and their little boxes stuck in traffic that like there's something out there that's bigger and it's like you are not showing anybody that there's something out there that's bigger by robbing (laughs) banks correct (laughs) you have this sort of like god complex about how you're free and no one else is and it's like you can be free and do what you want you don't need to take money from other people to do it um you don't need to be a criminal and scare people and point guns at them in order to live this free life you want to live i don't know i i am not not pro the reasoning behind it it does make them a little bit more sympathetic but i don't think it makes them much more sympathetic because it kind of makes them feel like petulant children to me instead of grown-ass adults who are making conscious decisions they're just you know like it's it's such a thing of like you know, we want to be able to travel the world and surf and, and show people that we're really alive. And it's like, you can do that without robbing banks. <laughs> Why can't I? Come on. Let's remake, let's remake it with people that just work, uh, you know, normal jobs. <laughs> just a movie about a guy. He goes to work and then he surfs. And yeah. that's it. <laughs> I was going to say they did remake this movie and it's garbage. So... <laughs> Right. Don't yeah, watch actually that don't version. do it. Okay. Right. Um <laughs> okay. So um basically they're staking out and they miss it effectively. They're like fooling around and eating or whatever. It's time for lunch. Angelo, it's ten thirty. Right around that corner, there is a sandwich shop. They sell meatball sandwiches. Best I've ever tasted. Would you go get me two? Come on, partner. Two. Thank you. Utah, give me two. Hi, how are you doing? Hi. Can I have two meatball sandwiches, a tuna on wheat, and two lemonades, please? my god this was the part that i hated it was over two meatball subs this he's been sure of this thing for his entire career he's like they're surfers no one believes me they're surfers and he's reading (laughs) calvin and Hobbes and eating a meatball sub and he misses two meatball subs two i thought it was was hilarious that just their way of like 
their little tiny moment of showing who these two characters are is Gary Busey orders two meatball subs and Keanu Reeves gets tuna on wheat. That is the most Keanu sandwich you can get. <laughs> which, which is a subtle reference, I will say, to Fast and Furious. That's because true. That's what he Paul gets Walker the gets tuna. in the restaurant. Yep. Yeah. Uh, not unless someone has a time machine. It's not a reference to Fast and Furious. It's the other way. It's the Fast and Furious well, you, reference. Yeah. yeah. To Point Break. Sorry. The I got what you were. I was picking up what you were putting an, down. But I'm you, an idiot. You traveled. <laughs> you used the phone booth and went forward in time. I understand. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah it was full circle. Um, <laughs> K. Full circle K. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. So what ends up happening is they kind of catch on last minute. And this leads to Keanu chasing who we believe is Bodie eventually mm. on foot after like a, a pretty intense car chase, like really well done car chase, actually. And as Andrew kind of mentioned before, it ends with with uh, Keanu's old knee injury flaring up after trying to jump a pretty great distance. Yeah. Into the what do they call that thing? They aqueduct. Yeah, it's like in every movie in LA. They're like, we got to find a way <laughs> right. to work the aqueduct in. Yeah. You either drive mm-hmm. through it or, yeah. <laughs> um, perhaps the most powerful scene in this movie, though, is happens here when, you know, Keanu has a clear shot of Bodhi. Yep. And he's supposed to be an incredible shot, but he doesn't take it. And he instead rolls onto his back and empties his clip into the air. It's a great scene. It's <laughs> a really. Because they they really punch in on on Bodhi in the mask, but you can see his eyes. You can yeah. see those Swayze eyes, and then you know you can just see Keanu's internal struggle. So it's that was good. It was a really good scene. Very uh, very tense. So then fast forward, and Bodhi gets away, obviously, and we're at a campfire, and we pretty much just kind of confirm what we already know that they are the ex presidents. And Tyler is with Keanu elsewhere and basically discovers his badge, his, his FBI badge. Mm-hmm. And she takes a shot at him, right? She shoots like a pillow next to him in the bed. Oh, yeah, like she does, right? Startle him. Yeah. Like, wow. Um, yeah. She That's was, illegal? she meant business. <laughs> so she's, pretty, she is pretty angry. Basically after that, Bodhi finds a way to recruit, I guess we could call it recruit, but he kind of steals him. He, let's let's call it a kidnapping. Yeah, it's a kidnapping for sure. Yeah. Kidnaps um, Keanu into going skydiving with the group. And it's cool here because you can't really tell how much of this is Keanu feeling like he kind of wants to yes. versus being forced into it. And I thought they nailed that. I loved this whole sequence because it's clear from the previous like Bodhi knows that he is a cop or an FBI agent or whatever and Keanu knows that he knows right like there's yeah. so many that's levels the thing, here is, is yeah that's why it's so tense and and why I mentioned it earlier as being such a great scene but wanted to wait until we got to the point and like the the breakdown of it Keanu knows he's been made yep Swayze knows that it's Keanu this whole scene, like they they bust in to his house so that he doesn't have time to prepare, be ready, or have, for example, his gun. Um, <laughs> yep. And they kidnap him and they take him skydiving. And there's this whole 
all of these se- sequence of events is just waiting for is someone going to try and kill me? Is someone going to right, whatever? Yeah. And then yeah. you're in a plane. So obviously like being pushed out of the plane and then there's the whole who packed this shoot thing. And then all of the guys are like, whose shoot do you want to take? You could take any of them. They do a whole yeah. sort of who's on first with the, the packs right. and like yeah. take any shoot you want. And so he decides oh, he's so going to jump. But there's this underlying tension the entire time of like, they're going to try and get rid of me. How are they going to try and get rid of me? And you as the audience are in that too, because you know, it's coming. Patrick Swayze says, leave him to me. I'll deal with him. Yep. And we don't know what he means when he says, leave the, you know, fed to me. I'll deal with him. We don't know how that's going to play out. So, uh, who packed my shoot? I did what? You don't trust me? You got to earn trust. Okay, we'll earn it together. Here, take mine. Hey, Johnny, I don't think this is such a good idea. Bodie's pack job's pretty shitty. They only open about half the time. Wes! Bullshit. Why don't you take young grommets here? How'd that be? Nah, you don't want this one, man. This one's set for a neck breaker. He's probably better off something like this. You're gonna jump or jerk off. That's my man. So this incredibly dangerous thing that they're about to do is layered with so much more other stuff in addition to just the, you know, adrenaline seeking, whatever. And then they jump and everything's fine. And you're like, wait, what? And they all enjoy (laughs) it and they're having a good time. And they're all like encouraging him. and, And then they have a whole game of chicken of who's going to pull the shoot first, but they're both smiling. And and you, that makes you even more tense as the viewer because you're like, but there still has to be resolution of the fact that you know everybody knows that everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. It's such a, um, so yep. many la- layers. It's yeah. great. And then, so the, they're landed and everyone had a great time and they're all, you know, exhilarated and whatever. And they still have a dealt with the fact that they're about to do a bank job any minute now, and they still haven't dealt with the fact that one of them is a Fed. And it's it was so fascinating to me because I don't remember the last time that I felt like that watching a scene in a movie. It was such yeah. a weird, weird feeling. Like, it was not tense in a thriller way. It was not tense even in an action way. It was just like... Because people were having fun and it was so lighthearted, but you still know something had to happen. I don't know. It was such a was so, so interesting to me. It was, in my opinion, it's the best part of the movie because it's really just expertly played by everybody. Yeah. Director, cinematographer, editing, all of the actors involved doing those layers. It just it played perfectly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well said. But what's interesting is after the landing. You get that brief sigh of relief, and then it's like, hold on. They still have this guy kidnapped because they're they're dangling Tyler over his head now. Yeah. They're like, listen, you're gonna you're gonna help us rob this bank, or Tyler's gonna get killed. And this is supposed to be their last bank robbery. They go to this bank and things are going okay in the beginning, but Bodie gets greedy and they're like, let's hit the vault. Dick, Dick, go to the vault. Uh, you, Miss Jennings. Would you be a dear and open the gate for my associate now? Mr. Duggan's got the keys. 
Why are we going to the vault? We never go to the vault. Just do it. Lyndon, go with them. We're hitting the vault, man. Go, go. Who's Mr. Fucking Duggan? Mr. Duggan, do you want to open the vault? Or do you want me to do it? Do whatever they want, Terry. Take the fucking key! Take them! Put your hand on the ground! Don't look at me! You're blowing it, man! You're breaking your own rules! You're pulling too much time! Jimmy, how we doing? 65! What's happening? Don't worry, man. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. And then this guy, undercover cop, gets wise, and he thinks he's going to try to be the hero, and he gets killed. Um, but not before there's like a little bit of a shootout and um, let's see Gromit and the police officer and a bank guard, three people yeah. are killed. And Swayze gets hit, but I think it's in the vest, right? So you think he gets shot. He's the first one that gets shot. Cause he's up on the, no Keanu gets in, in the vest. Well, it doesn't, no, I think, I Swayze, think Swayze gets shot too. He was but, standing but on the oh, shot counter. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah. He, he flies off the counter because he gets hit, but he doesn't oh, actually right. get like hit, hit. Yeah. Keanu, yeah. <laughs> Keanu takes two to the chest also, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And so Bodhi gets all pissed and he knocks out Keanu and leaves. Just like, you know, pistol whip or something. Yeah. And. They try to arrest Keanu. The police show up. They try to arrest Keanu and make him like an accessory. Um, and Pappas is like, no. And Keanu talks Pappas into continuing the hunt. Yeah. He's like, we got to do this thing. We got to close the loop. Not after Gary Busey punches like an FBI director right in the face. It oh, was so right. good. I was Out cold. I like John C. McGinley. That guy's great. Uh, but he was a real dick in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, so basically, Pappas and Utah are going to the airport where they know Bodie and Roach and Nathaniel are getting ready to go to Mexico. It was like always their plan. And unfortunately, Pappas, while he's trying to like set up a some protection for Keanu from a distance, he gets outed by... Uh, I guess it was Nathaniel mm. and shoots Pappas dead. Yeah. And then Nathaniel's killed and then Roach is hurt pretty badly. But Bodie's like, I got to save one of these guys. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, he brings Roach on board, but you know, aboard the plane, but it's obvious that he's not doing well. He's bleeding a lot. Uh, and then Bodie makes Keanu get on the plane at gunpoint. And so they are basically, they're thinking that they're going to fly over this drop zone and drop the money and jump out and then rendezvous with somebody who's going to take them. I guess it was the guy that was holding Tyler, right? They're going to yeah. rendezvous with the guy that kidnapped Tyler. Yep. And that, that guy will drive them deep into Mexico and they'll be gone. So Bodie and the now almost dead Roach have their parachutes on and jump and so now it's just Keanu in the plane with no parachute. And perhaps like one of the best action scenes in a movie ever. <laughs> Keanu is just like, screw this. And he jumps out of the plane without a parachute with Bodhi's gun mm-hmm. and basically streamlines himself. Yeah, he grabs to... the gun and he's like, fuck it. And he just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so good. He, he does like a pencil dive in the air, basically, so that he can speed and catch up with with Bodhi. Actually, there's a Mythbusters episode where they tested this whole scene. Oh, really? Um, and it's pretty great. 
and they they determine it's kind of that weird middle ground like i think they call it plausible okay but, um, all right there's there's flaws where like nobody could free fall for 90 seconds um that's just like way too long and then um but he the catches other, up the, Right. Yeah, that that's possible. Catching up is possible, right? If you change like your wind resistance, mm-hmm. um, so it, it's fun if you can find it. It's it's pretty cool. They test it. They end up landing, but before that, there's like that whole chicken thing that when you talked about before comes back, where in order for the chute to be pulled, because you know um, Keanu's like wrapped around Bodhi. Yep. In order to pull the chute, Keanu has to drop the gun. And this, this irked me. I was like, come on, man, <laughs> stick it in your waist. You know, like, tr- at least try to put it in your pocket. If you drop it, fine. But, like, give it a shot. And then maybe, maybe you'll keep it until you get to the ground. At any rate, he doesn't. He drops it so that he can pull the chute. But Keanu's, like, hurt again on the landing. Yep. The old leg's acting up. The old leg, the old knee. And so, um... Bodhi can get away and he meets up with um, the guy that kidnapped Tyler uh, and Tyler runs over to, to Keanu in a nighty mm-hmm. for some reason. I guess that's what she was in when she was picked up. Yep. And then Roach dies, as we might expect. Uh, and that was a that was an interesting scene there where there's just like money billowing around his body. Yeah, that was just that was cool. I thought that was a good well shot. Um, and so Bodhi and, and the, the captor, Tyler's captor, they go over and they just like pick up as much money as they can. They drive off in like a Wrangler, Jeep Wrangler, uh, into the desert. <laughs> and so then we jump head, jump ahead a little bit. I guess it's like almost a year, mm-hmm. maybe less. And you get this idea that it, it was never really resolved, right? Like they kind of set up Keanu as this guy that had to always catch his his guy, always gets his guy, right? Like they said that a couple times in the movie. Yeah. And so um, Keanu tracks Bodhi to what is supposed to be Bell's Beach in Australia, which is well known for waves. But this is where the 50-year storm is making landfall. And so it's going to be massive. Epic surfs, man. Epic surfs. Uh, unfortunately, this scene was actually shot in Oregon. Oh. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> At any rate, it was obvious, right? Bodhi had always talked about going to this, that it's once in a lifetime kind of thing. Special Agent Utah, I knew I could count on you. I've been to every city in Mexico. Came across an unclaimed piece of meat in Baja. Turned out to be Rosie. Guess you picked a knife fight with somebody better. Found a passport of yours in Sumatra. Missed you by about a week in Fiji. But I knew you wouldn't miss a 50-year storm, Bodie. You gotta go down. You crossed the line and people trusted you and they died. Yeah, it went bad. Went real bad. Life sure has a sick sense of humor, doesn't it? Still surfing? Every day. Come on, Bodie. It's time to go. And so Keanu finds a way to like handcuff himself to Bodhi, which was yeah, cool. Yeah, that was neat. I liked it. But then again, Bodhi's like, come on, please, please, please. <laughs> hey, bro, you really harsh <laughs> yeah. my vibe here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, and so Keanu basically realizes, and he brings the audience along with him, that like Bodhi isn't going to go to jail. Like, if he goes out in that ocean, he's not coming back. Yeah. And so I think for Keanu's character, that's like a, all right, fine. Like, I caught you. Yeah. Okay, let's I, just I agree you. that I caught you. I also yeah. <laughs> understand your whole, I can't be locked up in a cage. If you want to yeah. commit suicide by ocean, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Fine. Yep. I guess. Yeah. So Keanu lets him go. And the, the like, Australian authorities here almost ruined the ending for me. <laughs> hey, hey Mike. I don't know if they were, like, extras or something, but they weren't good. Mm. You know, they, they just, like, really overdid it for me. Yeah. It was, like, this nice, somber moment, and then these guys are, like, screaming, what's he doing? And, like, all this. And it's like, come on, stop. We yeah. don't need this. Shush. This isn't important. At any rate, he walks into the water, and Keanu's like, I'm out of here. And not before. A very important ending takes place. Yeah. Where he takes his badge and throws, throws it, it into, into the, the ocean. ocean. <laughs> amazing ending. <laughs> yeah. To an amazing movie. <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, that was a great ending. Don't get me wrong. Bodhi didn't, it didn't even look like he got to surf it at all. Really. I, it looked like he just took a dive and mm -hmm. then is dead. Right. I would have at least mm -hmm. tried a little bit. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, all right. That was my, my only complaint. That was a professional big wave surfer in that. I believe that was it. Actually that, that was doing that. That was some serious business that was happening yeah, that there. Was, <laughs> it was real. Um, but not, not Swayze confirming that it was absolutely not Patrick Swayze on that wave. Um, fun fact that throwing an FBI badge into the water, this is not the first time that happened in the movie. It was also done in Dirty Harry in 1971 and wow. also in High Noon in 1952. Interesting. Look at you. Fun facts. Look at you facting it up. <laughs> the, the internet also says that this is technically Keanu Reeves's first action movie. Huh. Let's think. Um, yeah. yeah. Wade through all the it. garbage that we've watched so far. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. um, the only one that right. comes up that would be even remotely close to action would be Brotherhood of Justice. And that was not an action movie. That was, that was not like action. A, yeah. yeah. No. Everything else is either like a drama. It's, it's almost all been drama, actually, with exception yeah, of like Bill and Ted. And Yeah, it's all been drama. For the most part. So, yeah, I think it is his first action movie. Uh, one last fun fact. <laughs> These are all pop quiz uh, things that didn't <laughs> that make I the didn't cut. use. Yeah. <laughs> the other actors considered for Johnny Utah. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. This is going to be great. It's, a, it's quite a list. Matthew Broderick. Whoa. Oh, boy, would that have been a different movie. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp. Um, Val Kilmer. Okay. Okay. Charlie Sheen. Oh. What? And perhaps best of all, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that would have been amazing. World that would have been that would have changed the course of history, I guarantee. <laughs> yes. Yes. Our reality the the like parallel universe in which Willem Dafoe plays Johnny Utah is a very different world than this yeah. one. Oh. So good. That's green. Mm. 
That's truly wonderful mm-hmm. news. Wow. So that's it. Yeah. That's, that's the, the film, friends. I uh, I had a piece. I don't know if you noticed this. I don't know if this was a coincidence or not. But when they're at Bodie's house, I think I can't remember. I think it was when they were, or maybe it was when they were doing the night surfing scene. They were at a yeah. place called Patrick's Roadhouse, and I'm like, Patrick oh, yeah. Swayze was in Roadhouse. I just thought that was yeah. a fun thing. I don't know if that was a coincidence or something they put in there, but I was like, that's great. I love it. But it was was it after Roadhouse was. After this? No, before uh, Roadhouse oh, yeah. was like 87, uh, 88, I want to say. So, yeah, it was right in that pocket, though. So, perfect. Loved it. Yeah, so it it's, was always kind of played as a joke, but it's it's actually a real restaurant. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. On the, on the PCH. Mm-hmm. Never been, but maybe I'll go. I'll go. So. Yeah. All right. Okay, so Evan... Do you recommend this film? Oh, it's tough. <laughs> um, oh my god! Yes, yes, yeah. wholeheartedly. If you haven't seen this, it's almost like a disservice. So there you go. You have homework. You, 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 listener. Yes, you. Go watch it. <laughs> Whitney. Yes. Hell's yeah! I do recommend this film. I definitely would put the caveat on there about it being more violent than I remembered. Like. The gunshots mm-hmm. are very violent. The, the amount of gunplay is not what I expected in it. And the, the whole putting your face in a lawnmower thing went on too long, too. For oh, people yeah. Who oh, that was deadly squeamish. Um, like, no one actually gets hurt in that. But just, it's like that, for me, it was like that scene in Saving um, Private Ryan. Where there's like the knife fight and the knife goes into that guy <gasps> so slowly, it's like yes. torture. Yeah. There was there was no pain, like no one's face got shoved into the lawnmower. But how close Keanu faces Keanu Reeves' face <laughs> was to the lawnmower and how long it was close to the lawnmower was like. So I would definitely give that caveat to people if I were recommending it. That like if, um, you know, depending on what your tolerance for violence is, this all this violence seemed pretty senseless because it did not in my opinion, serve the plot. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you could have made this exact same movie without it being as violent and still have had the same movie. Um, I think all of the parts that were tense were about the sort of, like, cat and mouse game and 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 whatever, and not about the actual, like, machine guns in the drug house of surfers or whatever. Um, <laughs> so, I yes, I w- absolutely would recommend it, but I would say that to anyone who is curious about seeing it if they might not like it that's where i would say that you wouldn't like it um is Hmm. in that area Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fair andrew it's gonna be a yes for me dog (laughs) uh (laughs) with the exception of the role of anthony kiedis which i can't get out of my brain he's just real not (laughs) just did not work for me in this movie uh (laughs) memorable yes good not so much uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed everything about this. This was maybe, I don't know, it, it would be a tough call, but this might be like my favorite Swayze. I don't know. It's, he's done a lot of really great stuff, well, but I, I really don't... liked his character in this a lot. So even if he's yeah. a little new agey and hippie and stuff like that, I was kind of. I have a uterus, so I'm biologically predisposed to say dirty dancing is the best Swayze. <laughs> Perfect. Mm. I understand. Some mm-hmm. people, you know, I, I get it. I get I it. I don't know. Have you seen Young Bloods? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Oh boy. 
There's a workout scene, so... Several workout scenes. Lots of sweat. Watch out. Lot, too much sweat, almost. <laughs> I think we've... <laughs> so, all right, great. So now we get to the, we get to the point where... Uh, where does it fit into your ranking? And oh, I always top. have this... Is this... So, Ev, you just outright said this is the best film we've watched? Yes. Okay. Okay. Not a doubt. Evan, coming out swinging. Mm-hmm. And it's it's gonna be for a while. I feel that's fun. Um, I'm gonna go number two. What? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go I... number two. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is still my number one. Oh my god! And when I <laughs> think about whether or not I would rather watch Parenthood again or watch Point Break again, I would probably rather watch Parenthood again. Not oh okay okay so I think for me my top three are Bill and Ted Parenthood and then Point Break I definitely oh, think Point Break is good my. but I also it's just not necessarily my type of movie I definitely prefer the sort of like heartwarming drama of Parenthood but I absolutely am a comedy person at my core that's like what I'm most into so the 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 like just good hearted goofiness of bill and ted's is going to be hard to beat i think as far as like i i'm not sure what is how long it's going to take to displace bill and ted um because that (laughs) that really surprised me at how much i enjoyed it and how how fun it was and how it you know was fun in a way that wasn't mean to anybody um nice it's hard to find comedies that are fun without being mean to people um and i'm way into that so i mean i definitely know that that We've already talked about this. By the end of this, one, two, and three are going to be John Wick, John Wick 2, and John Wick 3. <laughs> yes! I can almost guarantee that because I just love John Wick so much. But for now, nothing is displacing Bill and Ted. And I think I would watch Parenthood again before I'd watch P- Point Break again. That is wow. that is the most on brand for this show because you and Evan have the exact opposite top three. Yes, right? we do. Yes, we <laughs> so do. I'm like, it all worked out great, and <laughs> I split the difference, of course. So of perfectly course you split the difference. That's also on brand for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, staying true for for all the reasons that Whitney mentioned about Bill and Ted in terms of the comedy thing. It was Bill and Ted like better shot. No, no, you know, technically it was fine. I just enjoy spending time with those characters. Yeah. And then yep. on the other side of it, Point Break comes in number two for me for all of the opposite reasons where I'm like, as a film and you you sit back and as it, it's an experience and it's really great when you have someone like Catherine Bigelow, who's worked tracks for the next two and a half decades, three decades. And it's like, this is great. It's it's wonderful to see that because a lot of the directors we've seen so far peter off pretty early into the 90s so to see her continue on and win academy awards and stuff i'm like yes this is almost where it started it's like her fourth (laughs) movie or something so i look forward to the end of this when we have a full and complete list with everybody's rankings of every movie and where they fit in and then we find the the aggregate totals for what will be the definitive like best Keanu Reeves movies based on averaging out all of yes. our votes and like where they rank. 
it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. What I will say one is, step away is one 15th. step away, Prince of Pennsylvania <laughs> are the bottom two for every single one of us. So it's oh, gonna man. be so rough. when we're at like movie number seventy seven or whatever, it's gonna be seventy seven <laughs> is one step away. Yeah. Huh. Did I like Knock Knock better or worse than The Prince of Pennsylvania? I don't know. I, I just think it's going to be so interesting when we get into the more modern stuff, like where where we put it into this list and and how 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 deep we have to search in ourselves to figure out like where does the lake house go in a list that's 50 60 movies deep, you know? I'm yeah. I'm willing to bet uh I mean he gets into some weird stuff yeah, in the he aughts, does. right? I definitely think like there are some really high highs coming up, but we are yeah. not out of the lows of Keanu Reeves <laughs> movies for sure. We're just yeah. we just have more to look forward to because they're not all weird or bad like they were for the you know first few. We had yes. a bunch of movies, and all of the first chunk of movies, I you know, didn't recommend any of them. I would think we'd be hard-pressed to find something that moves one step away out of its bottom place, but... We should start taking bets. I'm curious to see how much of an overlap our top tens will have I'm curious by the too. end. I, I can oh, think yeah. of, like, three... I mean, you know, even if we discount the John Wick series, um, and you take the other amazing top movies he's been in, you know, what uh, What sticks, really? Because mm-hmm. there's always personal preference to factor in. I don't know where the replacement is going to fall in my top 10, and it will be in my top 10. So. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, Andrew owes me money if, uh, if it's in mine. I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll put a I'll put twenty dollars down. Let's mark it on the thing here. Uh-huh. I think you're gonna love the replacements. Okay. When we get there. Okay. In actually the first movie of two thousand, and you're talking about it. It's your episode. Oh shit. Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> I, oh the stakes I feel, got even higher. I feel a I feel a spite watch coming on here. I don't know. <laughs> mm. All right. All right. Good to know. So we ranked it. We all recommend it. Amazing. Next week, speaking of Whitney hosting, Whitney's going to lead the discussion on Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Oh my God. You're jumping in with both feet. I am. You've never seen it. Now you're hosting. It's going to be great. Yep. I'm into it. I'm excited. I think I've, I've spoken on our first episode. This was the touchstone for me. This is the movie I remember See, I was like, that's Keanu Reeves, that goofy guy. I remember as a kid, I was like, that, I like that guy. He's funny. So I'm very excited to revisit this. Have either of you seen this one? I don't think I have. Oh, Whitney has not. Okay. All right. Any other, uh, anything else? We're going to wrap this up. Let's uh, bring it in for our landing, as you might say. <laughs> I have said that a lot, haven't I? It's weird. Figure out something new. You can find our website at coolbreezepod.com and access all of our episodes, the list of films we're reviewing, and much, much more. You can also reach out by emailing coolbreezepod at gmail.com or hitting us up on Twitter at coolbreezepod. If you think this is a podcast you can get behind, please give us a subscription on your preferred platform. And we are running this contest for reviews. So, you know, you might want to take a look into doing that and throwing a couple our way it's worth your while and trust andrew me andrew says review whatever you want and i say <laughs> five stars right yes i demand stars
<laughs> right. Give your stars to Whitney. <laughs> or face her wrath. Exactly. Andrew gets it. <laughs> we will be back next week. But until then, Whitney, where can we keep up with you on the internet? I have a podcast called Historical Hotties, where we take different categories of historical figure and we try and figure out which one is the biggest babe. And the most recent episode was Crime Fighters. And we had a special guest on and we all ended up choosing women uh, in different areas of crime fighting. We have a uh, we have a detective. We have someone, a woman who kind of changed the world of forensics. And then we have the first woman to be assistant attorney general. And so we talked about them kind of forming a uh, all-girl crime-fighting squad, and I'm super into it, but all of these women are real and existed, and it's a really fun episode, so check it out. And yeah, um, then I'm on Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast where we talk about what we've been playing. And I am on Mist Takes, which is a show where we do the real play uh, of the RPG Monster of the Week, and my character's name is Annabelle. And then keep an eye out for my Fast and Furious podcast coming out whenever Eric gets done editing them. And um, we will, I'll let everyone know, but if you want to follow the uh, Twitter at Fast Furious Pod, all of the rest of those you can find by following me on social media, Twitter at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N, or anywhere you get your podcast, you can just type in the names that I said and you will find them there. Excellent. And uh, as many people have said, apparently, if you like this movie, you'll probably like at least the first Fast and Furious film. Apparently, yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> they definitely have a lot of similarities. They are not as similar as people said they were to me, but now having seen them both, if you like Point Break, definitely go watch Fast and Furious. And if you like Fast and Furious, watch Point Break. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. It's a two-way street. Yep. Evan. Mm-hmm. A. Cree. Mm. Wells. Yes. Where are you on the internet, my friend? Um, My handle is at Evan Acree, and it can be entered into the search bars on either Instagram, Twitter, or Untapped. Whoa. All three, guys. (laughs) Uh, Same handle, so... If you had to rank where to follow you for, like, those three... What would the ranking be? I'd say, like, don't. You know, just... (laughs) (laughs) You can go look at them, but I don't know if you need to, like, sub. Solid. Um, But, you know, have a Um, Mm look-see. Let me know what you think. I'm open to feedback. Uh, And, you know, that's pretty much it. That's, uh, That's me. You can find me on most internet places at Dark Driving. That's exactly how it sounds. Uh, Twitter and YouTube would be the best right now. That's where I'm focusing a majority of my energies at the moment. So if you like filmmaking stuff, check out the YouTube. If you like random garbage and memes and pop culture-y type stuff, maybe at Dark Driving on Twitter is your cup of tea. Or at Cool Breeze Pod. I, I like to hang out there, too. Whatever works for you. So with that... Thank you all for joining us. And in the words of Johnny Utah, vaya con Dios. <laughs> Wait, but that was, that wasn't Johnny Utah that said that.
He did at the very end. He did at the very yes. end when Patrick Swayze goes out oh, into the waves. Oh, man. Vindication! Yeah, no, it comes Damn it man. comes back around again because he says it in the plane and then jumps. And then he says it when Patrick Swayze goes to do death by ocean. Son of a bitch. God damn it. Evan, you got it wrong. Take away some of his points, Andrew. Yes. <laughs> Minus four points. Bringing oh, you to down zero. To, <laughs> down to 20. Oh, that's rude. All right. 